Hello, hello, hello. Hi there. We're the Radical Remnant. Everyone, anyone, one God. Welcome to our podcast channel. Today, we bring you a playback of Sunday's Charge Up. We hope that you listen with your spirit and are blessed. Hi, everybody. Um, Today's going to be a bit different. Um, And I'm hoping that not only will it be different, but it will be impactful. Um, Now, God has been amazing over the last year that the Radical Remnant has been in existence as a community. He's been really kind. And wherever you are, please just use tell and give God a nice clap offering um, for just sustaining us, for sustaining me, for keeping us here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. There's been so many Sundays that could have been canceled and so many Sundays that anything could have happened to any one of us, but God has been consistent in his love for us. And with that in mind, um, we're switching it up for the month of June or what's left of the month of June. The executive committee will be taking over the charge up sessions from now to the end of June. You guys should be very excited. You don't get to hear me for at least two, three weeks. You should be relieved. Uh, so they're going to be taking over. And today you're going to be hearing from three of them, um, that being Nini, Teniola and Miriam. They're going to be sharing their journeys um, with you, uh, the individual journeys as Christians. And you can imagine um, that three of them are as different as night, day, and noon. So, um, you know, that should be interesting on its own. All right, so I'm handing over to, I believe Nini is going first, right? Yes, I'm handing over to Nini now. Encourage them, leave your cameras on, and, you know, have fun. So see you, bye. Hi everyone, hi everyone, hi everyone, hi everyone. For those that don't know, I believe everybody knows, but for those that don't, see I'm ready to say around me, God help me today. For those that don't know, my name is Nini. Um, yeah, I'm 19, I'm about to be 20. So I can actually technically say I'm 20, but okay. I'm 20 and I'm currently in uni. I don't actually introduce introduction, but I just wanna like let everyone know like my age and you know, all of that, so. Yeah. Um, so like Lamy said, I'm going to be talking to you guys today basically about my journey to Christ. And um, yeah, I, I really prayed about this. Like I really asked God, like, you know, what I should share, what I should not share. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I'm just really excited um, to see what God does through me like by what I'm saying I probably won't remember half of what I'm saying by the time I'm done but please feel feel free feel comfortable if you have any questions um you can ask me after um everyone is done speaking you can just write down somewhere but anyway into it so my journey (laughs) um so I was actually like I was a Catholic for those that don't know um my mom my grandma was a very like stern catholic so obviously my mom was a catholic when she married my dad she my dad become a catholic so i grew up in a catholic home but um obviously when i was in secondary school i my parents started going to like pentecostal church so i switched and everything and 
Um, I would say that I've always been someone that like, you know, I liked knowing things about God. I can say that, you know, I was looking, I found my iPod the other day, yeah. And I was looking at like my screenshots and like my highlights from the Bible app. And I'm just like, ah, I think I was even highlighting more scriptures then than now. But in all of this, I still didn't know God. Like I was highlighting scriptures. I was doing Bible plans, Bible plans on like um, for those that are hurting, you know, stuff like that. I was doing all these things, but I still didn't know him. Like I had, I thought like, I, I probably highlighted more scriptures like in 2017, 2018 than I do now, but I didn't know him. Like I really didn't know him. I, I thought I did. Um, I can't lie. I actually thought that I was better than some of my friends because at least I used to open my Bible, but I just didn't know him. So um, I say all these things to say that my relationship with God didn't fully start until I surrendered to him. And I didn't know what surrender was. So obviously lockdown happened in 2020. Lockdown happened in 2020, right? Yeah. And I remember coming home and um, everybody was going, like, what's going on, COVID, like, what's going on, is it the end of the world, like, me, I already knew about, you know, judgment, day. I knew about, you know, one day Jesus will come again, but I never felt like I would make it, that I'm being very honest right now, I never felt like I would make it, I felt like, you know, ah, God, um, you know, I'm not really living my life, you know, the way that I'm probably supposed to, so I know that Jesus comes, I know that, like, I was never sure because, I mean, I always used to hear, first of all, I had this secondary school teacher that literally went around telling people that if Jesus came today and you did something bad yesterday, that you're going to hell, like, that's the constitution for another day. But, so there was always, like, this fear in me of, I, di I didn't, and even when I started building a relationship with God, I was still always afraid of, what if what if Jesus comes and I really go to hell? What if Jesus comes and I really don't make it? Like, what if? Do you get that? Like, there was always this what if thing in me. But anyway, lockdown happened. Um, I started building my relationship with God because first of all, it started with community. So I'm not even hyping the radical remnant, but I thank God every day for this community because growth starts with community. You cannot be alone and grow because there's no accountability like there's no accountability so what's the guarantee that okay you say that okay you know um learning with god and everything but temptations will come you need to hear testimonies of other people you need to you need to be sure that okay um you know i'm not alone in this because as young adults there's always this statement that oh um you know i need to live my life first you know i need to enjoy life and see what life is about and there's always that statement of, okay, mm, I will, I'll repent later, I will, you know, God will shall forgive me at the end of the day. There's always that statement. But if you're in a community of like-minded believers, you're in a community of Christians around your age, you will feel days when you feel like I can't carry on. When you look at them, you will feel like, okay, I can. I'm going to give an example. I know like Tekana is probably not expecting this, but I think there was a day I was on Instagram <laughs> and I was going through Tekana, like Tekana posted something on her story. And I think it was about how like she came back to her room. I think because I'm just paraphrasing right now, I might be very, I might be telling the story completely wrong, but I think she was saying how she came back to her room. And then I think, I think because God told her to come, I don't know, but then she saw a rainbow and it made her very happy. And I remember saying, oh, wow, like, God, this is, 
like I was like god wow so you really do this and I remember that day in particular I was feeling a bit low so I'm, what my point is that you need to surround yourself with like community and people that will push you and people that will I don't say motivate you but people that will like you know make you know that you're not alone anyway back to my story so um I said I build my relationship with God and everything but um, I was very hard on myself when I first started my journey with Christ. I was very hard on myself because I always felt like, um, I just always felt like, okay, I'm on this journey with God, right? But I, I'm just like, what's if, I just always had doubts, if that makes sense, right? I just always had like these doubts in my mind of, where I was going still, even because you think, you know, when something has been in, like, I think I heard a statement the other day, I was watching a sermon that says, on learning, sometimes it's harder than learning. When you have learned something, you believe something, and then you are faced with, like, God saying, you know, you're my child, regardless of anything. It's, it's very hard, do you get? So I remember that God used to, like, I used to be very hard on myself about, like, my attitude, because I remember that in lockdown, I was living, it was just me, my mom, and my dad, obviously there was no driver covid and i was like i cannot live in this house with them again i am done i don't want to be here anymore i'm tired i can't wait to go to university like i was just like complaining and everything obviously like there'll be like fights my parents would be like you need to work on your attitude you need to work on your character it's not good and then i'll beat myself up about it like so bad like you guys i'll be like you know what i'm the worst of the worst like look at me just just look at me like I used that that's why like when I see people beating themselves up like it it really gets to me because I'm like no yes you messed up yes maybe you shouldn't have said that but God is not done with you yet like God literally not done with you so even if you don't see the finished work now God sees you as the finished work that he made you to be do you understand so I'll beat myself up about it and I, I I promise you who used to carry me in those times is the Holy Spirit. And you know what? I'm going to tell you guys about how one day I heard the voice of God. So obviously, before lockdown, I didn't have like, I didn't wake up and pray. I just did, went about my life normally. And then maybe later in the afternoon, I'll go and do my Bible plan just so it would be as if I did my Bible plan and I'll go on with my life. I didn't have intimacy with God. I didn't involve him in my life. I didn't involve him in my decisions. I didn't involve him in my relationships. I didn't involve him in anything. But one day I was like, you know what? I want to hear God's voice. And because I had watched a sermon, or I think I had read this book, I think Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. It's a really good book, um, I recommend. And I was like, you know, I'm going to hear God's voice. So I took that leap of faith, and I got a journal. This is my, by the way, guys, this journal is from 2020. This book is, this book um, is from 2020. I found it. God is good. I was opening it today. So um, I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get a pen and a book, and I'm going to write anything I hear. If it's rubbish, no problem. I heard rubbish, but I must hear God's voice today. I said, today, I will hear it. <laughs> so I got my pen, and then I just remember that I was communicating with God, and I think I was asking God a lot of questions. I think it started with, like, why some, some... And I was writing. When I finished writing, guys, I was like, there's no way me, 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 thought about these things that I just wrote. Like, there's no way. I wasn't even saying it to, like, hype myself up. I'm like, yeah, you heard God. But I was like, no. So every day... I was like, you know, every day, every day, guys, I got it, my pen and my book, and I started writing. I started writing. I started writing like that, like that. And then each time I was writing, 
God's voice started to become clearer. Like I started doubting less if I was hearing God's voice or not because I was doing it consistently. I was consistently saying, okay, you know what? Every day I'm going to write. <laughs> Every day I'm going to write like what I'm hearing. And that's literally how I started hearing God's voice. Um, My family, like they're usually like, when I tell my mom that, you know, I just know. She's always like, how do you know? And I'm like, well, because God told me. And it's the same thing with um my placements. So I got a placement, guys. And I had two offers. The first offer, I knew that that wasn't the one God wanted me to take. But the second offer, they hadn't gotten back to me. So it was like, what's the guarantee that they're going to get back to me? And I look like a fool to the world because everybody's like, you don't have any guarantee these people are going to get back to you. And then you are now saying that, oh, God said is this one. What's I said, I'm standing by it. And I did. And even up till now, my parents, every time, they're always like, this girl, you shock us every day. I'm like, it's not me. It's God, though. Like, I cannot take glory for God's work. Like, my parents are always so intrigued when I'm so strong in saying, I know this is what God is saying. Like, they're always so shocked. Like, <laughs> I wish I could, like, play some of the, like, calls with my parents. Like, they're always so shocked. I'm like, it's not me. It's actually God. Anyway, Back to my story. I don't want to divert so much. Back to my story. So that's how I started hearing God's voice. And um, what I just want to say is that, first of all, I think there's a scripture. I'm going to go to it. Um, Philippians 1 verse 6. I just want to go to it quickly. One second. Yeah, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. This is a scripture that the Holy Spirit used to remind me of on days when I felt like um, I'm like such a, I don't want to use, like, I'm like such a bad person or like, you know, my, I will never change. That's the thing that I used to tell myself that I will never change. I'll always be like this. I'll always be like that. Like, this is what the Holy Spirit used to remind me of. So like what I'm trying to say is that God will not condemn you. Like don't condemn yourself. If you are seeing yourself and there are things about yourself that you want to change, don't feel like, oh, well, um, I'm going to remain like this. You're not. God that started the work in you, he's going to bring it to completion because that's who he is. You just have to keep on fellowshipping with God and, you know, um, being in community honestly speaking i promise you guys my life is a testimony that god heals that god um god transforms like my life is actually this testimony anyway back to my story again so obviously i came into uni and um i wasn't spending as much time with god i'm not gonna lie when i first first year i wasn't spending as much as much time with god like when i was looking back on my journal the other day I saw that <laughs> I saw that um like some days I wouldn't like have had any fellowship with God for three days for four days I think there's even one time that was one week and then I'll come back and I'm like God well da, 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 da. and then it was like the same story and I started getting tired and I think I used to really beat myself up because I was like but when you were in Lagos it wasn't like this now you've come here and it's like you're changing anyway that on the side so my relationship with God began to grow and what I want to say is that my relationship with God had seasons like the season I am in now is not the same as I was last year and that's something that God had to highlight to me because I remember I think la late last year 
I didn't feel as close to God. And I used to compare how, like, in the beginning of 2021, I'd wake up 6 a.m. Like, guys, I was like, wait, how did I even do that? Like, I'll wake up 6 a.m., guys. I'll go for this um call. It's called Revival Hour. I'll go for this call. After that, I would do my, like, devotional. I'll study the Bible. I'll be reading, like, a chapter of Corinthians every day. And I'm like, Wow. But it's like where that season is over, this is a new season. So I'm saying this to say, like, don't compare seasons. Seasons are different. Um, maybe a season before you were like studying your Bible more, like a lot more than you are now. Maybe this season, God is requiring of you to pray more. I'm not saying you should not study your Bible, like study, but I'm just saying like, don't compare seasons because then you're going to just beat yourself up and it's not necessary. Like God knows that that season was needed to grow you how you need to grow. Now you're in this season. So you need to focus on what God wants to do through you in this season. Okay, no problem. So um, I'm saying this because I remember that I didn't know this and then I'll always beat myself up and I'll be like, oh, but you know, back then I used to do this, I used to do that. It's not the same. It's, it's really it's really not the same. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that I got everything that I wanted to say. Okay, so I've talked about where I was and I've talked about not comparing seasons and I want to talk about where I am and where I'm going and that's what I'm going to close with. Um, where I am currently, I'll definitely say that um, my intimacy with God has increased like compared to last year, which is a good thing, right? My intimacy with God has increased and I'm not going to come here and say that my relationship with God is perfect or I know everything because I don't. I learn every day. Um, there are some days that I don't feel like praying. There are some days that I don't feel like worshiping God. There are some days that I don't feel like doing anything. But God is still carrying me. God will chase after you. That's just, that's just what I want to say. God will continually chase after you. God will meet you where you are. That's just what I want to say. And where I am going, I know that God is taking me to a place that even me, I'm going to be shocked. Like, I know for a fact that that's where God is taking me to. Like, he's going to take me to a place that I'm going to be really shocked and I'm going to be like, wow, is this me? So in this whole process, something that I've learned is to trust God. Even if I don't really understand why God is saying I should do this or do that, I've learned to trust God. And... So close off, um, I was supposed to kind of like, I was supposed to read a scripture, but it's okay because I know time is going. It's basically the story of the Samaritan woman. I don't know if you, like, you guys know the story about the Samaritan woman, but basically she, Jesus was, no, sorry, one second. I don't want to paraphrase so much. Let me just go there. Um, yeah the script um so jesus was departing to galilee but in, in the scripture yeah he says he needed to go through samaria so what i'm trying to say is that in the whole story of the samaritan woman if you notice she was like why is jesus even talking to me like um because i think jews and i don't know what tribe she was like they don't mix and she's like why is he talking to me and i remember that um she was basically telling Jesus that I don't have a husband. And Jesus was like, yeah, you're right. Like you've had five husbands and the husband that you currently have right now is not even your husband. Jesus did not even judge her. Jesus was not like you, look at you. You're staying with a man that you're not married to. Jesus didn't do that. He was just like, okay, this is 
is this you have spoken well like you have been honest because she was honest with god she was like yeah the truth of the matter is that the person i'm right now is not my husband that's the truth so why i say all this to basically say that god is going to meet you where you are but something that i've learned in my journey with christ is we need to be honest with god about everything not some things every single thing and also we need to surrender to god these two things are very important that's something that i am learning i'm learning to be honest with god about every single thing so i close up by saying that god will meet you guys where you are in jesus name and i just pray that you understand that the journey will have bumps the journey will have seasons but ultimately god who started the work in you will bring it to completion thank you very much um i if you have any questions please write it down somewhere and you can ask me after i am going to hand over to Miriam now as she shares her own journey and we're going to see how unique the holy spirit is god bless you guys bye wow guys wasn't that so amazing and so beautiful wow thank you so much Amy. Ah, so yeah like nini said the holy spirit is honestly so unique you know well like what nini said that she prayed a lot about you know this and it's not like i didn't pray please don't be scared you guys but i prayed but at the same time i would say like my day-to-day has been very packed and we kind of decided that we would do this yesterday so you know i've been praying in and out but it was actually during when i was in church during like the worship session that's when i actually started writing out what i would say and i ended up writing like a lot which is so weird because i don't think i was writing for that long but yeah <clears throat> sorry i need to clear my throat um so yeah i'll just do a light intro like nini did my name is Miriam, and i'm 19 i'm turning 20 as well soon though so i'll be 20 soon and yeah i know i'm not in uni i'm not in any year because i'm done hey <laughs> you guys please i'm carrying this on my head because this degree has just been holding my neck and my head like anyways yeah thank god honestly thank god so for me i have like a bit of a structure to this you know which is so weird because that's not me i don't structure my things but god just suddenly led me turned me into an ethical just for today so yeah i've done my intro and then the first thing i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take you guys to the beginning i i named this the the, the parts so this one is called the beginning slash honeymoon stage so this is for me like lots of people don't know this but i used to be a muslim before i used to be a muslim and it's not like i was a hijab wearing muslim i did wear a hijab at a point in time but that was just because my older sister was doing it so i just used to do everything she was doing so i wasn't like my relationship with god wasn't you know you know it wasn't like i was like you know praying five times a day i didn't care i'll just be honest like i was like a lot of people who have who, who refer to themselves as christians now but just don't really practice it so i wasn't anything if you're really thinking about you know actual intentionality i was just vibing and my identity was like firmly rooted in the things that i would do like um for lots of people that know me i i make art not so much anymore but that was like something i really used to do like i'm not trying to gas myself up but like when i would literally go out and people would be like oh my god are you high end theory <laughs> sorry guys but then being an artist was like a huge thing in my identity like making art putting out art the comments i would get the you know the feedback it was like my life that was me 
if you know me, Miriam is an artist. That was everything. I lived, breathed, I ate it, everything. Even this piercing you see in my nose. I don't want to remove it, but I got it to affirm this. You guys, why don't I want to remove it? Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Anyways, yeah, it was to affirm this whole identity, you know, edgy. I wanted to do everything. If I could pierce my eyebrow, like, anyways, I wanted everything to do everything to show the world that, yes, this is me. Oh my God, you guys, please, can someone... When did I start? Does anyone know? Oh my God, Jesus. I started at 7.38. I just want to time properly so that I'm not, I don't go over time. So that means I finished at what, 7.50 something. Anyways, I mean, let me stop wasting my time. Anyway, so yeah, my beginning slash honeymoon stage, I was a Muslim and I became a Christian in January, 2020. It was because the reason, what actually really called me to Christ was just his kindness and his gentleness and his kindness and his selflessness. I used to be a Muslim, like I said, and I didn't really, of course, I didn't believe that Jesus was the son of God because that's just not the doctrine that, you know, we're taught as Muslims. I, I thought Christians were a bit crazy because it's like, why are you guys worshiping a human being? That's what I thought anyways. Like me and my Muslim friends would really be like, oh, guys, what are they doing? But yeah, fast, fast, fast forward, I didn't really care about Islam anyways at the point that I was at. So it wasn't so hard for me to kind of change. But what really changed things for me was the fact that okay now I'll just quickly say this I used to be really 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 insecure really 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 like self-hating I used to say I hate myself I hate myself not like not like oh like actually but more of like you know you're just like oh, I'm so stupid that was like my like my mantra I just used to always say it and what really you know drew me into Christ was actually I went to a church which is the church I go to right now I'm so passionate about that church but it's like the culture in that church is it was one of like complete like they champion you, they make sure that you feel, you know, that, that love that God shows us, the way he sees us, he sees us as perfect. He sees us as, you know, the complete work that he's still making. So it's like, they make you feel that way. They make you feel so welcome, so heard, so seen. And just being in that environment was very healing for me. It wasn't like, oh, that was what really converted me. What really converted me was this verse actually, it was a verse. You guys, isn't it crazy? Like the word is actually alive. And I experienced that, that was like the way God drew me in. This verse, Luke 22, verse 42. I hope I'm correct, but it's the one where Jesus is shy in the garden, right? And he's praying to God before he gets crucified. And he's like, God, Father, if it's your will, let this cup of agony be taken away from me. But if it's not, let your will be done. I don't know why, you guys, but when I heard this verse, I literally burst into tears. Like, I shattered, like, I fell apart just because I used to think, I didn't really believe in the story of Jesus. Does that make sense? But just hearing this and seeing this act of pure selflessness, seeing the fact that he, it wasn't like he just moseyed, it wasn't like he was like, oh yeah, like come and crucify me now. Is I know what I'm going to do. He was actually hesitant, which is crazy to me. Anyways, sorry. Now I'm coming, I'm saying something else entirely. So yeah, you guys, my beginning. So yeah, I became a Christian in January 2020. And after that, you guys, I became purely obsessed with God. Like everybody, my mom was like, my auntie was calling me that her daughter told her that I'm posting on social media about God. Anyways, like it was just a thing. Like Mimi said, I can say that this period in time, that lockdown, early 2020, I envy that girl in terms of like the time she would spend with God, the way she was constantly running to God's feet. But it's crazy because even while I was doing all that, I didn't know God, which is funny, right? I was just every day, the first thing that will come, Bible lab, that's where I lived. 
I lived on the Bible app, you guys. Like I was constantly, because I, I, I like to go to parties, right? But I'd be at parties like, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Oh my God, add me on the Bible app. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, are you a Christian? Like everywhere I went, I'm like, I'm a Christian. I used to be Muslim. Like I just always wanted people to know that. I just always, I just felt this burning desire in my heart to let people know that. It's as if I, because obviously I had just discovered Christ, right? For me in my own life. Lots of people grow up already knowing about Christ, but it's like, I didn't really know. So to me, this was like, oh my God, why doesn't everyone know this? Do you guys know, do you get what I mean? And I, I won't lie, you guys, I envy like myself in the past, the way I was so shameless about Christ, the way I was so hungry for his word every second. But do you know the funny, funny, funny thing? I didn't even know God, like Nini said. It's so easy to be on par for God, like in the honeymoon stage, right? Like, I, anyways, but yeah. So that's the beginning. Now I'm going to go to the second section, which is called turbulence. It's great. <laughs> so yeah, you guys, God is good because anyways, you guys, I'll get, to, anyways, I'll get to it. Anyways, so turbulence. Yeah, so for a good while, I was vibing with God. I lived on the Bible lab. It was easy. Like, you know how hard it is sometimes to get yourself to just go and open your Bible. It was easy. I'm so jealous, you guys, of that girl. Anyways, let's go back. Let's continue. So yeah, I lived in Bible app, couldn't catch me sleeping, streak, was it 100 days, 50 days, whatever. Beans, right? <laughs> but then things actually started getting crazy. I, I moved from my accommodation into like a new house. I was starting second year. This was the summer of 2020. Things started getting absolutely mad, like... Oh my God, different things started coming in. You know, before it was just me cocooned and, you know, inside my relationship with God. <laughs> it was just me, you know, with the Bible lab, God, lockdown, nobody was there to kind of influence my faith. My church was having like online, church. you guys are distracting, let me remove this thing. My church was having online church. So I, you know, I was there, like it was easy. But like when lockdown kind of ended and I moved to my house, I lived with my friends at this point in time. Lockdown was kind of easing up. Yeah, I found the distraction. That's when the distractions started coming in. The, the shame started coming. It's like I started, like I regained, like I was coming back to earth after that high. I realized, oh my God, you guys, my time is ending soon. She's really sad. Turbulence. Okay, things started getting light and hard. And I found myself like, instead of focusing on Jesus and my relationship with him, I started focusing on the smaller things like gifts of the spirit, um, hearing God. Like that, if these things are important, so don't like, don't get me wrong. But it's like, you know, seek God, seek first the kingdom of God and then these things will flow. Don't now be, instead of praying to God to give you a stronger heart for him or intimacy or there being like, God, this, like just asking him for things instead of him. Does that make sense? I found myself like obsessed with things that didn't even necessarily matter at the time. There was this whole time where I was just obsessed with knowing who God wanted me to marry. You guys, my YouTube, my YouTube search history from that time, you guys would just be like, you like, who is this girl? What is she doing? I was just like, oh, life partner, life partner. Anyways, let's, let's skip that. So yeah, for a while, like my relationship with God was, po I would say it was poisoned by just things that I, I, I ought not to have been thinking about or, things I shouldn't have made it about. Let me just fast forward anyway. So yeah, then I found God again later on, Sha. And I, that's when I kind of learned that 
this journey with God, like it's a process of continuously finding God, continuously rededicating yourself to God and continuously, like that's for me anyways, it's a process of continuously, like Nini said, like, it's like, you think you know God, then you, you're like, oh, wow, now I know God. Oh, wow, now I know God. Oh, wow, now I know God. Like, he's just so, you know, dynamic. And it's like, anyways, fast forward, fast forward, because I don't, I don't want to, like, waste too much time. So, yeah. Um, so, I just said the turbulence thing. And I would say, like, ever since that period where the turbulence started, I'll just be completely honest and completely transparent with you guys and saying like, I can't say, oh, like now I have that vim from earlier. Oh, now I'm back, you know, that turbulence scattered me small, but now I'm on. Like, I can say that since the turbulence started, it hasn't stopped. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, we all go through, human beings, we experience peaks and troughs. Like it's just a thing apparently where, there's times when you're, you know, on top of the moon and there's times when you're not. Even your facial appearance, you know, there's some times where you're just looking ugly. Is it just me? There's just some days where you're just, there's like a period, like a week. You just be ugly for what? <laughs> Anyways, like we go through like highs and lows, right? There's even a song called Highs and Lows. And I would say like for myself, the point that I'm at right now is actually learning that lows don't mean God hates you, right? doesn't make sense god does not hate you we can't make him love you anymore or less right and for me i guess because the whole concept of christ and grace it was very new to me as a muslim like they really teach you that for example if you drink now your prayers won't be answered for 40 days like it's, it's a thing of like i would say i can't lie there's no grace involved it's a thing of you you know act right and then god will you know bless you but then in, so I would say like for me, the point that I'm at, grace is like something, and for us all, like grace is something really hard to grasp on its own, right? So imagine now coming from a place where grace was not even a thing when it came to God. And now you're like having to learn that. So grace is something I really grapple with. Like it should be obvious, but I'm really learning. Like God told me the other day, because like, like Nini said, you know, the, the time she was talking about where like, you know, she'll be, you know, she'll be on it. And then she, maybe she won't do her fellowship for like, four days right her communion with God for like four days and she'll be back and it's kind of like a cycle I would say like I'm in the same place right and my problem I'm starting to learn God actually told me the other day that the issue is that I don't I feel like like he he, he led me to Romans 9 verse 12 where he was actually you know Paul was talking about how God qualifies the called basically saying that God does not choose you he was talking about Jacob and Esau and how before they were even born, Jacob, God said what, you know, each of them would be, like, he called one already before he was even born, and it's a thing of, God does not call you according to your works, he does not choose you according to your works, and that was what God led me to, and he was basically talking to me and telling me that, and that does not now mean that we should now just be doing anyhow, but anyways, that's another conversation, and obviously Paul has said it so many times that grace doesn't mean that you should just do what you want, but yeah, he was basically telling me that, what I need to learn is like persevering in the, like in the lows, like staying with him, even when I feel absolutely disgusting, even when I've done the worst horrible thing that I promised and swore to him that I wouldn't do anymore. <laughs> like he was telling me that, cause obviously that's the whole thing of grace now. 
but it's like I find myself I'm being honest with you guys right now transparent I find myself like in this cycle that Nini was referring to you guys have to end soon but in this cycle that Nini was referring to where like yeah it would be good for a couple of days or maybe weeks or maybe months and then really horrible like the contrast is disgusting you guys it's scary like isn't that me I'm about to say that I was doing church auntie <laughs> and it's funny because it's like then it completely changes where I was like in a way where it's like I, I from going from a place of wow god thank you so much I love you so much thank you for everything you've done, thank you for loving me. Thank you for choosing me. Blah 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 blah. To a place of oh God, like I can't come, I can't come near you. I know you don't want anything to do with me, just because I didn't. Let's say I didn't read my Bible, just because, like it's not even most of the time. Because I used to, like I said, okay, fine. In my beginning, I was telling you guys about how I used to be. I used to be complete like hidden, hedonist. And to be honest, it's still something I'm struggling with. Like, I just really want to chop life. You know what I mean? Like, chop life in the sense where, you know, ah, Faji, party, where is it? Like, let's go, turn up. <laughs> but it's like, anyways, yeah. So it's like, I wouldn't even do anything close to the things that I used to do. But just because, let's say, I I'm, I slip above, slip below what I feel is expected from God. Because obviously, God is amazing. He's mighty. He's holy. He's everything. And it's like, is it now me that, you know now we all have these thoughts is it now me that you not be loving is it not me that you'll be forgiven so yeah i'll just i'll end my my story okay so yeah i'll just say my and to wrap up i'll just say the things that i know now about journeying with christ first thing i wrote down was that it's in no way straightforward process which is what we know like it's never a thing of oh yes now i'm saved and woohoo yeah it's all over like now i'm perfect i don't even want to sin you i'm not interested right some people actually like are like that which is crazy like obviously we don't know you know that's another conversation but yeah it's not a straightforward process and it involves a lot of self-forgiveness because grace is already there but what the ones that like god actually explained to me why i experienced these horrible like detachments from him is because yeah exactly like he's forgiven me but I haven't forgiven myself so therefore I push him away like projecting that lack of self-forgiveness onto him like do you get what I mean so yeah he was just saying like it's a thing of really not pushing him away like actually dropping your hands when you feel the need because because you know sometimes even with people we can be that way like having our guard up because we think that they're going to disappoint us we think they're going to you know mess up right because we're so used to people messing up so therefore we now like we now give that attribute to god so yeah it involves a lot of self-forgiveness because we're always forgiven by god but we stop ourselves from accepting it then we now that's how we now just keep on regressing like that's how we completely continue going farther and farther away from him this is my own experience anyways something that i'm learning i'm learning too well ah but yeah <laughs> so yeah um it's the best thing I had another thing I know about journeying with Christ is like the best thing I could ever anyone could ever do for themselves because ah oh god he's just like medicine for everything he's just one imagine one pill that will cure your headache cure your MP give you know what I mean just one pill for everything um I need to finish soon but yeah best thing I could ever do for myself process of of oh yeah I said finding God but I meant him finding us because God is always there but at the same time, it is finding him, right? Because he's there. But you just choose not to him. Anyways, yeah, you guys, I don't have much to say. But yeah, I'll just say like, at the point I'm at, I have not arrived any way, shape or form. I'm even still learning 
I'm still learning this thing, you guys. Please pray for me to learn it because I need to learn to stop pushing God away. It's something I do. Let me say every other, after a month has finished like this, on the first of the month of the next month, I push God away, you guys, please. Can you guys see? Anyways, yeah. Um, that's the end of my story, my journey with God. But thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. Mwah. <laughs> Um, right, yeah, before I start, I was going to say, Nini and Miriam, it's been, like, so, so good. So, yeah, you guys, I show their appreciation in the chat because, yeah, they've been, they've been great, like, what they've shared. And I can really, like, tell as well, even with what I'm about to share, that the spirit really speaks as one because, you know, like, like Miriam said, we didn't know we were doing this until yesterday morning. Um, and so we've had about a day to, you know, pray and think about what exactly we're going to share and my own I'm very similar to Miriam until this morning I didn't really one thing okay so I guess because we're sharing blah, blah, one thing you should know about me is if God doesn't speak I will move like that's that's where I am now Sha. if God doesn't speak I will move so I could have like just started writing things about like oh what I'm going to share since yesterday but I didn't really feel God speaking so I just I left my journal blank I'm, I'm being real with you guys i left my journal blank i left it blank until this morning when i felt you know god was speaking i was like okay and even some of the things he told me to share i was like it's not really necessary but it's all right no Allah. um as god they speak now me i go do um so hi guys my name is tenny um i'm 18 uh, um i've been um <laughs> i i'm really so i've been tasked with sharing my journey with Christ. Um, and other, in addition to that, um, I've been tasked by God to make mine real, and that's going to be quite heavy. Um, so, and I, I don't really know how to um, deliver said things without it being heavy. So I'm honestly just gonna say it how it is. Um, so first things first, I've divided mine into past, present, and future, um, because it's a journey, right? So journey like from from the past to the present um, to the future. Um, I was born into a Christian family. Um, uh, my grandmother is a deaconess. Her dad was a church planter. Um, so Christianity has been in my family for a while, um, and. Yeah, that, that's, that's, just, that's, just how, that's just how it is. It's been my family for a while. We're all um, worshippers of Jehovah. Um, does that mean things have been smooth sailing from the beginning? Absolutely not. Um, like I said, mine is a bit heavy, guys. And um, I'm honestly just hoping. I, I must also mention, today has been a bit of a battering um, day for me, just because something was annoying me. But for that side. Uh, I'm just trying to deliver it as is. Um, so basically, I was sexually assaulted twice when I was a kid. Um, and that really, there was a lot of, there was a lot of things that came as a result of that. A lot of things came as a result of that. I was sexually assaulted twice when I was, ki when I was a kid. Um, as kind of a fallout as well, um, I also struggled with masturbation. Um, I also struggled with my mental health for quite a long time um and this was pretty much 
all before I turned 12. <laughs> like this, it doesn't quite make sense because I honestly, sometimes I think back and I really give hats off to my 12 year old self <laughs> because I don't understand how I was walking around carrying all of this. It doesn't make sense to me, but that's for that side. Um, I struggled with my mental health as a result. Um, and these were just really, really, these were really, really weird and dark times for me, generally speaking. I was just, I started like acting out at school, obviously. Not obviously, because it's, it's quite sad because like, well, obviously it has impact on other people. And it's quite, it's quite unfortunate the way stuff like that works. One person is going through something, you start acting out at school, you start dragging other people into your mess. But that's how it was. Um, and this is all before I was 12. Um, and like I said, pretty much, pretty much because um, I was actually assaulted twice um, when I was a kid. Um, also coupled with the fact that, so back then I just kind of felt a lot of pressure. Um, and I still do now because, so I'm um, the only son in my family. And in my, I don't know, I was about to say in my culture, that doesn't quite, I, I guess in most, in our, in our culture, for most of us here anyway, we kind of know what that signifies for for tradition and stuff like that um so before my family isn't very one of very like shit you guess but like you know it does show itself every now and again and it does have its added um pressures and stuff like that um so as a result what you had was a very dysfunctional 12 year old kid in short he had an extremely dysfunctional and i feel like i tried to cover up the fact that i was dysfunctional with a lot of things i tried to cover it up with applying myself to my schoolwork. I used to be, admittedly, admittedly, I used to be quite a smart kid. So the reason was because I just used to bury my head in books. Like I genuinely, like when you don't want to engage with what is actually going on emotionally and stuff like that, you find something to keep yourself busy with. So I just used to bury my head in books. Like that's, that's what I knew. Um, and because of that, I also kind of used to bury my head in the Bible. Like I would, I would admit, I used to know a lot about the Bible. In my church, we used to have this like quiz, used to stuff like that. Um, and I used to ace it. I used to get comfortably like highest every single time. Not because I actually knew God, but because Omar, I'd read it in past. Sure you guess, like it was, it was in my, it was in my brain, so I knew it. Um, anywho, um, on May 20th, 2016, um, I was 12 and I encountered Jesus in the dream um and from then that was that 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 really was that was the turning point that was the you know things from then till now have been so much better um and there's this bible verse second corinthians 5 17 or more if i don't know any other bible verse i know that bible verse by heart Second Corinthians 5 17 therefore if any man be in christ he's a new creature all things have passed away all things have become all things have become new and the reason i know that bible verse so much and it's funny the way god works because that bible verse was like the memory verse in my church for like one full year because of something, something, something. But that was even before I got my transformation. Sure you get. What am I trying to say? God had already kind of put it there. And that Bible verse was such, it's so like meaningful to me because obviously I know what I used to be before. I know the things I used to struggle with before and I know who I am now. Um, and I just kind of want to reiterate to anyone here who either you struggled or you're struggling or whatever, that it doesn't, it doesn't matter how you started. It doesn't matter how you're currently doing. All that matters is that once you come to God, you are a completely new person. And it's the most amazing thing that he's just able to think of God's memory concerning you like a slate 
and then you just come to him and he just wipes it completely clean. And as far as, him, as far as he's concerned, it genuinely never happened. It's the most amazing thing that I have ever encountered in my entire life. Um, so that's pretty much the past, right? Um, and here now we come to the present. Um, so from that dysfunctional kid that was struggling with the fallout of sexual assault, struggling with the fallout of struggling with mental health, struggling with the fallout of struggling with masturbation, etc., etc. Where am I now? So I can say, thankfully, I've been serving God for six years, which um, since I was twelve, and that is, I'm going to be dead honest with you guys. It had its pros in the fact that obviously I'm doing God's will. It also had its cons. Um, so when I say I've been serving God for six years, I'm quite, one thing you should know about me is I'm quite, I try to be quite intentional with the words I choose. When I say I've been serving God for six years, um, it is actually pretty much like that because from May 20th, 2016, after I just like come to God, just give my life to Christ, blah, 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 I actually felt the calling to start and lead a community. And this was wild, completely wild to me. I didn't know, I was like, Anywho, so I started leading a Christian community. I, I want to say somewhat similar to this, but it, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite a bit different. But anywho, um, so I started leading a community. I led that community for four years until that season of my life. God made it quite clear that that season of my life was over. And then I stopped. Um, and then I've been involved in a couple of events, ETC, ETC. Um, and where am I now? Now, I'm on sabbatical. And I, I feel like I've said this quite a few times. I'm on sabbatical. I'm on holiday, as far as me, I'm concerned. Um, the reason being, for the first six years, it was very grag, 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 just every, every time doing something, doing something. If you saw any, if the chances are actually, and I don't even say this to exaggerate or whatever, the chances are actually that if you saw any, like, what's it called, Christian thing in Lagos, I was probably, like, somehow involved in it so after after that coming into this year i was just like god you know what i'm taking a holiday this year like i'm genuinely i'm not going to speak at anything i'm not do, like it's just going to be me and you it's just going to be us behind the curtain spending time together not because i'm praying towards one event not because i'm praying because of, of somebody who said oh blah, blah blah no it's just me and you um and that's kind of that is basically where i am now and I also feel it like hard pressing to my spirits to emphasize some more of what Nini um, spoke about and Miriam about times and seasons. Because if you're not like close to God, you're not going to know when the seasons and the times are changing. I genuinely, I, I told someone this just a couple of days ago. When I was leading the community, if I hadn't known that it was time to stop, if I hadn't known that it was the season to stop and I just kept going, things would have turned very sour genuinely i can tell things would have gone south i would have just become very like why am i even doing this like frankly this is a waste of my time and then i would i won't have done it properly meanwhile the time to do it has stopped too but i won't have known if i didn't know that it was time to take a step back not speak or anything not do anything blah just spend some time intimately with god again i would have gotten involved with stuff blah blah and it would have been like no more but it's not doing anymore sure you get and i won't have done it like for god um, so I feel like it's quite important um, to know um, times and seasons. And then I'm just going to speak very briefly on future, and then I'm going to be done. And then it will be time for questions and stuff like that for me. me, me, me. Um, so for the future, um, personally, uh, the kind of phrase 
that I know defines the future that God is leading me to, is taking territory for God. Um, and I kind of feel like literally from yesterday when uh, we were talking in the team and we were talking about what we're going to do today, from the moment we started praying, I felt this as part God was pounding it into my head. Say, speak about territory, speak about taking territory, blah, blah, blah. So I know for a fact, I say this as far, I know for a fact that there's someone here who needs to hear this. When you have been anointed to take territory for God, and that can be in any way, shape, or form. It can be, it can be literally as far God is calling you to buy land. Somebody claimed that if I were you, I'll be saying amen. But it can also mean that you are going into spaces to take over for God. Personally, I feel hard pressed into my mind about media. For you, it could be something completely different. For you, it could be the corporate world. It could be whatever it could be. I'm not going to spend my time speculating about what that could be. But what I'm going to point out is that when you have been anointed from early to take territory for God, that is why your own Wahala will start earlier than some other people. Omo, you guys, I told you from when I was a kid, a kid, like genuinely, my 11 year old self was actually. I, I can't lie. I can't lie. He's he was tougher than even me now. I can't like people who say I'm, I'm a tough guy, but my 11 year old self, huh? How are you walking around dealing with all of that? But anyway, let's put that aside. That is why your own wahala will start early. When you have been anointed to take territory for God, the devil knows. Almost the moment you come out of your mother, he's already started. He's already started on your case. As per your mother in the car on the way to your house, she'll be experiencing trouble because of the baby. Your own wahala will start early. I just want to encourage you because I feel like that's what God is really telling me to do. I just want to encourage you that. It is actually because the devil is intimidated by you. He's intimidated by the greatness that's ahead of you. He's intimidated because he knows that there are some certain areas today that he is dominating. And he knows that once you arrive, that's not going to be the case. As per, once you get there, once you walk in, the devil will say, oh, no, my God has come. Shay, you get. I just want, like, you really, really need to understand this, that what you have ahead of you is the reason you have experienced some of the things that you have in, the, in your past. Um, that's something God really, really wanted me to say. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed by that. For more wholesome, edifying content, and to learn more about us, please head over to our Instagram page, at The Radical Remnant. Also, join us live for Charge Up on Sunday. We've reserved a spot just for you. All the details can be found on our Instagram. Once again, we're The Radical Remnant. Everyone, anyone, one God.